Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In. I'm Cash Levy. I am inside T.J. Miller's trailer. Uh, he's on a movie shoot, and uh, it's just really surprising I'm here. I assume TJ had things under control, uh, but apparently he doesn't. Last night, uh, the director of a movie he's in, someone named uh, Michael Bay, uh, said, Cash, uh, you know TJ, you're friends with him, and we have a problem. You need to fly out here and perform an intervention. Uh, with his tiny, disfigured ears, you're the only one he'll listen to. So I packed up my pinata. Boarded a plane, got in a taxi, snuck into his trailer, and uh, he just, uh, he just, I don't know where he is, but I'm just wedi- ready for him and going to try to, you know, intervene. You know, so, uh... Cash! TJ. What are you doing in here? I heard someone in here saying I'm just wedding for him. It doesn't sound anything <laughs> like something someone would say. Did you mean you're waiting for me? TJ, I was waiting for you. Well... What are you doing here? TJ, it's good to see you, buddy. Oh, Cash. It's, it's, been, to it's been too long. I brought my lunch in here. Wait, are you recording? Well, yeah. You did it again. Yeah. I... You got me with another On the Road podcast. <laughs> on the Road podcast. I, Coming to you on location. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I'm not just here Hold for on, the podcast. It's time to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. The horse is in Texas. <laughs> Gosh, this is great. <laughs> TJ, it's good to see you. Um, the only thing is, I, I'm, I'm really here to intervene. Uh, I was called out here. Uh, apparently oh, yeah, had... intervene for me having a terrible time on the set of Transformers 4. Well, I'll tell you like why. You're doing a great podcast. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you why you're having a hard time. And I, I just, uh, Michael Bay called me. What? The director of Transformers. I mean, I can hardly chew my snap peas right now. Are you serious? Yeah. Michael Bay? Yeah. He called me. The director of Transformers 4? And Transformers 3? Yeah. And Transformers 1? Yeah. Did he do 2? Yeah. And Transformers 2? And Fast Furious movies, all six of them. I'm positive he didn't do those. Yeah, all six of them. No, he did The Rock. And lots lots of movies. Pearl Harbor. The Island. He's got, bad boys. Yeah, and he's bad boys do. He's bad boys three. Bad all the bad Coming boys. Coming soon. Almost all yeah. the bad boys are his responsibility. All the bad boys. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In any event, he wanted me to intervene. Wait, why would he have wanted? Why, well, why? he feels like you've been on placebos for too long. It's time for you to get off the placebos. It's affecting your work. Your 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 weight. You I think I don't want to talk about this. You think you're wasted when you're not. It's embarrassing everyone. You need to start taking real pills and real drugs again. And we just can't see you. But I we gave can't stand up. to see you lie to yourself like Mark this again. Mark Wahlberg told me that he had a bunch of these placebo pills, and I I thought I didn't know what the word meant. I thought they were something to help get us cut and ripped and buff and whatever the hell words you want to use 
for that. I mean, you saw him, right? Yeah, I you did. seen him on the set. What yeah. do you think? He's he's got a lot of muscles, different places. Do you think you could be friends with him? I th- I think you know I, I wouldn't say I couldn't be friends with someone that muscular, but uh, but you know but it's you a little can't. intimidating. I, I, I could he's be. Really, he's actually a really nice. guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He is. Yeah, but you know, well, he's he's got a lot of muscles. But look, we're, let's talk about you. This is what happens: you deflect. You 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 try to uh, you know. Well, that's ha- have true. the attention go away from look, yourself. Look, look, hey, I mean, listen, the bottom listen. line is: hey, taking hey, these placebos. Do that. Hold look, on a why second. do you think I'm the only one here? Just hold on a second. Mm-hmm. You're right. You know, my husband. Which, uh, coincidentally, this whole film is because of Hasbro. But my Hasbro, which is my my husband wife, is also my bro, who I bro out with, with my Hasbro. She told me, yeah, it's true, I do, I deflect. When it comes to subjects that I'm not comfortable talking about, I do, I try and bring something else up or explain how it's other people's fault. Essentially what you're saying, I divert the attention. And it's I, I want to say, you're a good friend of mine. You need to get out there. Don't listen. Yeah. You're a good friend of mine. I don't want to do that in this case. But why do you have a piñata? <laughs> what do you Yeah, I brought a piñata. I found out the hard way. It's really more of a group activity. There we go. Now we're really it's, it's, talking it's, about It's it. more of a group activity. What? Uh, the piñata. I, I did find that out. Problem is you don't have any other friends that wanted to come to the intervention. Turns out all your Wait, friends Mark are didn't want to come? Turns out all now nobody uh, Turns out all your friends are also placebos. They're just around to make you feel. Did you better. ask Jack Rayner or Nicola I asked Perez everybody. No, no one else was willing to come. So I'm here alone with a pinata, and it is Bay? Sad. Michael Bay didn't want to come. Now didn't want to come. Didn't want to be a part of it. So I'm here alone on their behalf. What about Bobby, the bar back from do the bar see, downtown? Do you see anybody else? Just me and a pinata. Bobby, and, and, and I got to tell you, are you back there? And there's nothing more sad than a grown man naked, flailing around, blindfolded, and a donkey stuffed with candy. <laughs> So I do feel weird about that, but there's the pinata. You can reach in if you want. I did eat most of the candy. You ate the candy before you hit it? No, it's you, you can see it's wide open. You can see the tail feather there, wide open. Oh, I don't usually look a pinata directly in the ass. <laughs> well, but that, then again, I'm not a weirdo around quinceanera accoutrement. Well, that, that's where the candy flies out, right out the pookie hatch. <laughs> Tootsie Rolls coming at you through the pookie hat. I also ate some of your placebos, so I feel kind of strange right now. Oh, man, that stuff will make you feel great. Look, Mark yeah. gave them to me. He said, mm-hmm. you got to try these. They're called placebos. You're going to feel stronger. You'll feel faster. You'll feel cool. You're going to feel high. You're going to feel all these things. So I took his word for it, and I tell you, I've been taking them, and I can't stop. I love them. Yeah, you look good, though. You look good, but buddy. What it's are, great to see you again. It's what great are to see they, you though? again. The placebos. They're they're whatever you want them to be, and I, I don't know how you've been using them. They make me feel really attractive. Really? Yeah, I feel I've really been snorting them and cohorting with them. <laughs> but while right. we're here, and we only have a few minutes because well, I know you're on your lunch break. Now that I've just given me you I my am, little I speech, believe, I can't perhaps believe you came to. Uh, I mean, came all the way to Austin. Texas. I gotta say, listen to the twelve and a half that are listening. We really, he really is. Outside of Austin, Texas, right now. Uh, you know what else I have? I've got some triple, triple banger, banger lightning round. Uh, <laughs> I still got Question it. Question one. You still got yeah, it. I didn't know if you remembered how filming, to do it. Film Search Party, which is going to be a great so universal rated comedy. Yeah, really it's, exciting. I know. I haven't seen you in so long. It's exciting. I've been out um, 
you know, scouting billboards uh, earlier really? today. Yeah, we're going to get some billboards. Well, we've work. got the new T-shirts. We got the new T-shirts. We have four that. T-shirts at uh, Companion Way Supply Company dot uh, com. That's Companion Way Supply Co. dot com. Terrible and, URL. And, uh, just nearly one of the worst. These are though. some guys from Ohio State. They've been real good to us. There's four shirts that are available. I think the Lake Nowhere shirt, the studio shirt. I think that should be our billboard. I think that's of, be of the things, yeah, like of it. people picturing what it's like in our studio. Uh, triple banger lightning round. Question one. Question number one. Best summer activity: drinking from a garden hose, running through the sprinklers, or while on a road trip, peeing in a bottle of Gatorade and throwing in the back seat of your car, only to be found three months later when the in-laws are in town and you've just picked them up at the airport. I mean, the end of that third one is the best. Because you love your father-in-law picking up a bottle and going, Oh, I was as thirsty as a clam on the, on the, on the airplane. And then you go, Wait, thirsty is... That's not even an analogy. And then suddenly he's drinking your urine. <laughs> I love it! That's all the summer activities. All of those. Well, gar- garden hose in the mouth. What was the second one? Uh, running through the sprinklers. Drinking I, from a garden hose. I really like running through the sprinklers. See, I like drinking from garden hose. I, like, I think it tastes, it tastes like summer. Huh. In fact, we should bottle that. That bad sort of old so plastic. A garden hose water for that taste of summer. Garden and hose water. Tastes and like fluoride. summer. Yeah. 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 And it, yeah, and you just admit and there'd be a little skull and crossbones on it. People would take yeah. some pride in drinking it yeah. because it's so bad for you. Yeah. And then maybe put a placebo on the side. That would appeal to your You know what? If if I'm really gonna get through this addiction to placebo pills. Yeah. I'm going to need you to stop kind of bringing them up. Okay, okay. I know you have a craving right now. Yes. I know you do. Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question two. Two, two. What came first, drugs or music festivals? <laughs> I mean, for sure, drugs, right? I mean, drugs. I think drugs might have come before music. And to our listeners, don't eat the brown acid. Yeah. Isn't that what they said in uh, Woodstock? They made an announcement, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, they were like, don't eat a certain type of acid, like at Woodstock. It was a different time. It was, it was a different, a different time. time. It was a different time. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of fun, that Woodstock stuff. Well, I, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think drugs preceded almost all this. I mean, in caveman times, they were kind of... That's sort of my interpretation mm-hmm. of the caveman drumming. But I think drugs, you know, unfortunately, drugs are responsible for a lot of the greatest human inventions. Thomas Jefferson, he was invented through drugs. You he know, was invented? Yeah, Thomas Edison, he was a clone that was made after a mad scientist went the into t- drugs. Uh, the T.J. Miller clone? The T.J. Miller clone is the result of drugs. Just break the glass. Right. That's what I had to do. Just we used your clone for a while. Break right? the I glass. just break the glass. Triple banger lightning, lightning round. round. Question three. Three, four, three, four, three, three, three. Sorry, three. Um, masturbating into an American flag towel. Not okay. Patriotic Not or okay. treasonous? No, treasonous. Really? See, I, mean, I don't agree with you. How would that be patriotic? Be- uh, it's patriotic depending on how you fold it up. That's my theory. <laughs> Depends on how it's folded. <laughs> What if you're careful in how you fold it? I guess it? anyone ejaculating and then folding a towel afterwards, <laughs> I'm down with that. Do you think some really patriotic Americans are upset right now by that question, even? I mean, I think so. I, I was a little upset by it until you mentioned the folding part. I, I just... 
you know, I, I, if it's an American flag, you shouldn't be ejaculating into it, I don't think. Woman or man. Mm-hmm. Over it? Ejaculating over an if American flag? If you can flag? make it an arc, and you sort of, as you, as you ejaculate, you go, never forget. I can. Really? Yeah. Yeah. A rainbow-colored arc over the flag. A flag-colored arc. My God. Yeah. So that's really what it hinges on. For me, yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you an auxiliary then. Is it a perfect semicircle arc? No. It's not perfect. But the flag folded carefully. It's hard to make an arc when it's not a consistent stream. (laughs) You're kind of doing shots that you think you see them being in an arc. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sperm control is important. Yeah, so is ejaculate control. Yeah. There's people that can shape balloons into any type of animal. Mm. I can shoot my sperm <laughs> into any type of animal. Into any type <laughs> of into any type of configuration. I can see. So it. an arc over a flag is not beyond me. Yeah, I triple that. banger lightning, lightning round, round auxiliary, auxiliary style. Auxiliary style. Auxiliary. Less patriotic. American flag toilet paper or American flag condoms? Think about this one. I mean, I feel like it's a trick question, but I, I gotta say, <laughs> less patriotic? Yeah. The toilet paper. I think it depends on how you're using those condoms. On the arc of the shit. Of course, if you're defecating sort of in a, in a perfect arc, then it's okay to use American. <laughs> now, flag I think it, I think the condoms. You're actually if you're having sex with an American flag condom, that would be considered patriotic, right? Yeah, I think so. You're yeah. putting a flag on your pole and raising it as so, high up as it so, can go. But I think if you enjoy anal sex. Uh, then yeah. that is less patriotic. I don't know. No? Even then you're doing something the United States is known for, which is going into uncharted territory. Mm, yeah. Manifest destiny. Yeah. To boldly go. That reminds me of a where were you. Let's to move it along. Let's move it along to where were you. <laughs> where were you recently? Where were recently? you? Uh, I was in Chicago. I want to tell you about that. But my wife and I went to a Star, uh, Star Trek, the, the newest Star Trek movie. Yeah, and, yeah, and in the first, I don't know, maybe forty-five minutes into the movie, and it's a pretty loud movie. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't seen it. Yet. You have to imagine Star Trek. It's a it's a pretty loud movie. Right. Someone leaned over to my wife and said, and whispered in her ear and said, "Can you stop picking your nail? It's really bothering me during the movie." And this is the loudest movie, you know, I've ever been to. I don't know how she even heard my wife doing it. My wife told me about all this later. I could tell she was a little like put off by it. But what was funny is, now my wife judges Star Trek fans unilaterally because of this. And I'm thinking, is that sort of intergalactic bigotry that she did that? That she's that upset? Right. Because not all Star Trek fans... Not all Star Trek fans would have her you know, stop picking her nails. Yeah. That's a tough one. I'm always interested in... You know, if somebody, you know, I used to date someone who just always was irritated by little things like that, like somebody smacking their gum would just drive her insane, and I just don't notice that stuff. Maybe, you know, 
it doesn't bother me or I'm too wrapped up in other things, but it seems like a weird request because it's she's on the edge of her seat. That's what she's doing. You know, yeah, you're, you're not. You you're not turn to her and you're say, not as observant. Can you stop breathing hard. Like when you were shooting that scene in the car. I actually hung a piñata, the, the piñata I brought, in a tree right next to you. Really? And I was uh, slapping it around. Yeah, I didn't even blindfolded, notice Blindfolded, and you didn't notice. I didn't notice that Wahlberg noticed it. He did? What did he say? Yeah. He, he didn't say anything. He just kind of gave me a grimace. He is a nice guy, you know? It's pretty interesting. He, uh, you know, that... that well, so. he runs you around a bit. That's what I noticed. And it's funny because you, you're not... Look, Mark Wahlberg is, is in shape for this. He's, he's done movies where he's yeah. been the fighter. He's been, you know, the... Uh, uh, you know, he, he's yeah, always very active. Yeah, his his body is, is part of his, his thing. You are a comedian. Yeah. And they're making you try to keep up with this guy physically. Yeah, I'm running behind him because uh, I play his best friend. It's pretty friend. insane. It's play, almost like watching Louis, you know, Louis Anderson and Splash, you know, yeah. trying to dive. Uh, you, this this just really, you know, completely out of shape, well, disfigured yeah. comedian. Disfigured. Figured Just from figured. the ears down, sister. Trying to keep up with this guy. But you know, it's interesting because I, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I am. I'm. I'm playing his best friend, so I'm kind of. And that's sort of the point: is for me to be lagging behind and not being able to deal with the stuff that everybody else in the film can deal with, kind of like Cloverfield. But I got to say, it is. It's hard. I mean, Mark Wahlberg. Of course, he's in shape. He was in the Fighter. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I was in a Whataburger recently. Yeah, Mark yeah. Wahlberg was in Contraband. Right, I was at a Hardee's. Yeah, ordering what I thought was a special they had, but that it was actually from Arby's. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? I do. Mark Wahlberg is the star of Transformers Four, and I mixed up a Hardee's with an Arby's. <laughs> but you're also selling yourself short. I mean, you're the guy that that gave Ed O'Neill a piggyback ride. Cross All the way to Massachusetts yeah, and back. Country. I mean, that's yeah, not that's yeah. not easy. The piggyback rides are probably your but saving the piggies, grace. The piggies you, are fun for me to give. If you hadn't given so many piggyback rides over the years, I don't think you could do this shoot. I don't think so. And my concern is the other thing that was helping fuel this shoot was the placebos. You're about halfway through the shoot, and now you might have to take real drugs and real alcohol to get no. through the rest. Well, they don't, yeah. here's my question. They don't really... There's nothing in them, right? I mean, I guess that's what you're kind of saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, darn it. I feel like such a fool, you know, because Mark gave them to me and I was taking them and I was walking up to him going, Ah, oh, boy, I'm really wasted yeah. Yeah. that. Yeah. Hey, Mark, let's take a ride in the jet plane flying <laughs> high in the sky. You are great at boogie nights. <laughs> Fly above the clouds. I'm trying to break down your walls, Berg. Yeah, your I mean, emotional wall, Berg. Well, uh, all I know is that at one point over the you know through his horn, Michael Bay yelled out, uh, "Is this Transformers or the movie Arthur?" Mm-hmm. By the way, you were behaving. You were yeah, like Dudley I had a Moore. Ra- yeah, you were like Dudley Moore. I was wearing a top hat. Yeah, you were, you were like Dudley Moore and Arthur. Dudley Moore. Dudley. Yeah. Dudley Moore. That's what somebody says when they <laughs> haven't gotten enough fireworks duds. You know, they try and light off three of them. They don't work. Hey. Tell me one more. I was in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Met a guy that had uh, ridden his bike and listened to every episode on his I mean, bicycle. That's amazing. What and he just name? said he listened to it over and over again. And I, I didn't. I didn't write down his name. He was a nice kid. 
Uh, well, to but, you, uh, the unnamed I, been, cyclist. Yeah. Who, who thank we, you for we listening. Tried to help. Thank you for letting us try and help you get all the way across the country. Yeah, yeah. So that's where I was. Where were you? I mean, I was just recently on the set of Transformers 4, you know? And before that, I was on the set of Search Party. I've been on the set for... been on sets for months. It's... It's nice, but it's hard to be away. And for whatever reason, I didn't realize this. It's a good thing I like dropped a bunch of weight for the other film and got in shape a little bit, which I never would have done. But they told me that toddler body gotta go. And I said, "Do you mind if it's just slightly smaller?" And they said, "We'll settle." Um, but you know, they both have been incredibly physically demanding movies it's mm-hmm. just you know there's it's one's an action comedy so i'm jumping off a balcony into water and running and picking up adam pally who's the co-star and just like putting him over my you know my shoulders and running with him he's super super funny by the way really really funny guy I, everybody thomas middleditch it's gonna be a great movie but it was it's been really 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 hard and then I came thinking, oh, well, Michael Bay, you know, this will be a huge movie and it'll take forever to light. And, you know, we're in we're in the trailer right now. We are in my trailer, which is one half of one fifth of a full trailer. Mark Wahlberg has a, a full giant trailer. I was given one half, uh, one half of one fifth. I heard his, his trailer, uh, the inside of his trailer had a Chipotle inside of his trailer. I mean, and the parking lot is... Spacious. I mean, you could you could park four or five Escalades an indoor, in this trailer. Yeah, yeah an oh, indoor yeah, yeah, parking yeah. lot trailer, which are rare in these parts. It's very rare, and uh, you know. But he's and he let me in there one time. You know, I gave him a birthday gift. His birthday is actually uh, June fifth, and mine is June fourth. And so I had a birthday, and my parents were very sweet. They sent me a cake in the morning. Said happy birthday, TJ. And then on you know on the fifth, I'm not eating a lot of cake. So on the fifth, uh, I brought Mark Wahlberg a gift. So I went to his trailer. I gave it a knock. Hey, Mark! You know that's how I knock. And then he opened it. Well, he didn't open it, but one of his sort of entourage opened it. And I walked in and I, I said, "Hey, I have a gift for you." And he said, "Okay, great." And I said, "Look, it's it's a cake. It's a birthday cake for you." And it used to have my name on it, but I ate the part with my name on it, and then I wrote yours in with my finger. And then I gave him my old cake because I had done all those things. Yeah. He didn't think it was hysterical. <laughs> I mean, he, he definitely he thought it was funny. He's got a great sense of humor. You know, I think he... I mean, I think he thought it was funny. I mean, he definitely... Yeah. He said it was funny. He t- he's retold the story a couple times. But at the time, he's not a big laugher. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. So at the time, the hardest he's laughed is when I did an impression of when he's what his big laugh is which is just kind of like a chuckle and a smile but he's hardcore you know he's been in prison he was in marky mark and the funky bunch i don't know which one of the funky bunch he was but he was in that band for a while he he may have been the funkiest one yeah of the bunch of the bunch of of the the whole bunch so uh yeah so i've just been on sets a lot and that's really lucky i mean i feel really fortunate to be working especially in this climate uh we're in texas and it is hot it's great here yeah it's great it's been about 95 degrees and we're always on the tarmac and you know it's just non-stop but i thought it was going to be more easy going because it's such a big movie they got to light things it's green screen and then i immediately found out that that is not the case it's even more physically exhausting than the search party film so it's been pretty crazy i've definitely been sweating more 
in the last two months than I did in the previous five to eight years. Nice, nice. Well, I have, I have some more questions for you. Okay. Let's move along to one of the essential questions of human nature. Essential questions of human, human nature. I came in on the tail end of nature. Um, how loud can you crank Phil Collins? I saw someone on a street corner <laughs> in Chicago cranking Phil Collins. I mean, just cranking him. I mean, it was, you know, like you'd crank, like, you know, I mean, with the full uh, boxes in the back, you know, the, um, you know. Tuesday Weavers? Yeah. Uh, I mean, just just pounding Phil Collins. It made me think... Subwoofers. Subwoofers. I call There's certain music you don't... Yeah. yeah. There's certain music you don't... like. You might like it, but you don't see yourself pounding it like that. Right. And then I Certainly thought to myself... Tuesday Weavers. Well, and then I thought to myself, really, the real mark of someone that loves our show out of the 12 and a half, the biggest fan of our show, mm-hmm. has to be the person that listens the loudest... It's not the most often. It's the loudest. I think that's Is true. there someone out there that's had an argument? Like, oh, you're a fan of the show? Yeah. Yeah. I turn it up to 11. Like, and they yeah. really, yeah, how loud do you listen to it? Well, do you think that argument's going to happen eventually? I mean, I hope so. And I, I think the Phil Collins thing is interesting because I think it depends on how early you are into the breakup. You know? Mm. If it's been a pretty recent breakup, I say, I say, blast away. Mm-hmm. You know? But if you're just kind of doing it because you're into Phil Collins, you may want to take that down a notch. It's kind of like, how loud can you blast Sarah McLachlan? Mm. Should you even be blasting Sarah McLachlan? Should she even really be a musician? I, I, I can blast uh, Annie Lennox, No More I Love You. Yeah. I can blast that. I can. You know what I blast? What? Walking on broken glass. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can break some glass. You can break break some glassles. I'll break that glass (laughs) hole right away. How's your summer song shaping up? Well, let me just say this, too. I was not on board with it. Is anybody sort of... Is anybody playing, uh, you know, the podcast in the car and blasting it? That's what I'm saying. How? How? Oh, you're saying? I thought you meant like, you know, at home alone in their room. No, I'm picturing someone in their car on their motorcycle... Yeah. Blasting it for all the world to hear. Yeah. You know, there's only twelve and a half of us, and I think that's for a reason. I think yeah. the show just, quite frankly, just isn't good enough for for more people it's to not, have heard it's it. It's not good, and it's it's just a little too repetitive. <laughs> and, you know, neither of us are. There's so few good of us. Comedians. There's so few yeah. of us. Yeah. There's very there's few. Just a well, few. There's so few guests. What, really. Now, I, I'm going to sadly say, what was my summer song? Do you remember? No, I just remember you saying you were going to try to superimpose a song on the summer. I said it couldn't work. Couldn't happen, and the fact that you're asking me what that song was I mean, right. indicates I was and right. Here's why you can't do blame it. You da- can't do I it. I blame Daft Punk because they came in and swooped in and did the song of the summer, which mm. is um, uh, off their newest album. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, the yeah. Get l- Lucky. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, I guess you're right. You can't sort of force. You can't it. superimpose it. Just it. Comes, it comes to you. Yeah, you, you have to just. A song, something great has to be happening. You have to be jumping into a lake or, or hanging out for a weekend with friends, and that song gets played over and over inadvertently, and that becomes the song you remember the summer by. And uh, you, you can't do that with life. You can't superimpose things. That's what people try to superimpose cash phrases on the show. Can't yeah. be done. I mean, yes, we've tried to use the word podkit. 
as much as possible. Hard podcast. Hard podcast. But it's hard to say. Now, I know there's a groundswell of people that want us to and say it. It sounds like pod kit, like a kit to make a pod. It's hard to say. And I'm not saying we'll never say it again. But will it be a cash phrase? There may have to be an amendment. There may have to yeah. be a vote on that. I love the phrase, by the way. I'm not even criticizing it. it but it's tough like to say. Someone wants us to say that this is a, a Kung Pao pod. That yeah. has been thrown across the table. And, and I, have, I think that's pod? pretty good. Kung I think it's a Kung Pao prod pod. What? Well, I combined, uh, you know, Thai is Kung Pao prod. There's a dish called that. You're a pretty big Thai guy. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of pods and cows. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask you one more essential question. Okay. I saw someone at Walmart jumping into her lover's arms. And I wanted to, I was, I was thinking to myself, that will never happen to me again. No girl is ever going to jump in my arms again. There's a certain point in your relationship where that no longer happens, and it's pretty early on, where someone will jump into your arms lovingly yeah. and be really excited to see you. Like at a certain point, that kind of passion leaves the relationship. Um, I'm saddened by that. And so, again, I think it's important to, to stage your own death at least once, your, once every life. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a practical living in the modern age. I do love that. I, yeah, I do that think it's practical. important to, to stage, stage your, own death, your own death and then, you know, uh, maybe wait, out, wait it out a month, let people mourn, and then you're going to get that arm jumping situation again. Your, your girl, your, your, your boy, whatever, your significant other is going to jump into your arms. Mm. You're going to have that back in your life. What do you think? I mean, I think you're right. You know, is it sad when that ends? It is sad, but it's also you know these relationships go through different. Let's face it, too. People get heavier, and it becomes harder to catch someone. <laughs> you know, I thought you meant it was harder to want to jump into their arms. <laughs> you're like, you know, I would be jumping your arms right now, first seeing you for a while, but actually, you're a bit, you're about ten pounds heavier than when I used to be. Back. My wife, when I asked my wife to marry me, uh, she jumped in my arms. Really? And stuck the landing. Well, to be fair, we were in the ocean now, really, so yeah. she wasn't. When it was a soft landing. Now, we were, I, we were half in the ocean. You're trying to say we that. were really? Yeah, we were. Well, because I remember we were here's standing what I in remember. the ocean. This is what April said. She said yeah. that she jumped into your arms after you asked her to marry her, but you asked her to marry you when she was on a sinking ship, <laughs> and you were in a life raft. <laughs> and he said, "Will you marry me? If so, jump in here." And that's why she jumped. No, she jumped into my arms, and I thought, this is the sort of thing that's going to happen a lot. This, this girl's going to jump into my arms. There's been no jumping into my arms since, and it's horseshit. It is. Yeah. What do you th- when do you think it stops? When did you think it stopped? That's when it stopped. The Was proposal. That that's the really? last big thing you can do. That's like the last giant, unless you die and she sees you again. See, Pipitha, well, she'll jump into my arms all the time, but that's because I get somebody to scare her right behind her when I have my arms out in front of her. So someone will go, I'm attacking you! And she'll go, ah! And come to my arms, I'll be like, I love you too, baby. Mmm, I like the smell of that hair. Who the hell's in our house? And then I'll sort of fake fight that guy, and then he'll leave, and then she'll, you know, she go, oh, yeah, you're the best, you know. Then she goes, that guy looks, you know, vaguely like Bill from work. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of guys when was, like When Bill. was the last time your your uh, your lady your, your lady friends uh, jumped into your arms? Has it happened? That's not necessarily her style. You know, she uh-huh. more she'll kick me in the shin. Okay, yeah. Be like, thanks for different nothing. form of love. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah. Fat old galoot. Yeah. She'll say that sometimes. But yeah, I mean, you know, she. I, I think it's been within the last two and a half years. And what was it from? What was the most excited you made her? Uh, it wasn't really excitement. I said, if you don't jump in my arms right now, I'm going to set your car on fire. Mm, and yeah, she, more of a yeah. threat. A yeah, threat yeah. jump. So yeah. she, yeah, a threat jump. A threat, threat jump. <laughs> a threat jump. <laughs> you don't understand the sacrifice we've gone through, listeners. We are in this trailer. It's 98 degrees outside. Oh, God. We yeah. turned, because, just turn the, this is how it would have sounded. Uh, yeah. Okay. We, we, we turned the air conditioner you. off for you because we were like, we haven't done a podcast in a while. They don't want to hear the noise of the. Air conditioner, so we turn it off completely, and there it is. Let's just put it on for a second, because I am, I am. We're burning up, I'm and it's sweating. affecting our. It's affecting our. You can see that the I'm pinata. Sweating. Look at the pinata. The pinata's sweating. The pinata's sweating candy. Yeah, from his eyeballs. He's got sweet tarts coming yeah. out of every pore in his body. Yeah. Uh, do you have to get back to the set soon? I mean. Give me a time. How much more time? What do you think? We got ten more minutes. Ten more minutes. I'm going to give you one more topic. Okay. Uh, because this, this, you know. This actually fits in with something you twiddleized. Yeah. Th- hey, thanks everybody for listening in and being patient with us. And I think I do want to say this. I mean, I don't. I, I don't feel that I should have to apologize for my my performance. Uh, you know, very often, and certainly don't have to at all. Just in general, not even on the podcast. But I, I was pretty stressed out the last couple pods, and we were just trying to get ahead of the game. So thank you guys for sticking with us and. I just want you to know, once these two weird, strange major motion pictures are done, I am back. I'm here for you. I care about you guys. I don't care about those fucking people on Twitter. I mean, some of you are those people, and I I don't give a shit about you. I I care about the people that only listen to the podcast and haven't seen or heard anything else either of us have done. Well, and I second that. I think... I think if people knew what we what we went through just to even put together those eight, what happened was we found out at the very last minute, uh, literally three days beforehand, that TJ had booked these two movies and was leaving for th- two or three months, Ugh. and we we really frantically put together a marathon of podcasting, which marathon. burned us out. And and you were stressed about getting stuff done before you left town. I was leaving town for most better yeah. part of six weeks myself. And even now, doing it this way is a bit stressful. We're not complaining. We love doing it. Um, but just so you know, the podcast yeah, will... Just, uh, we're asking your we understanding see these, and forgiveness. We see these podcasts as sort of a reflection of what's going on in our lives uh, uh, as, hope, as it's happening. And we hope that they become a reflection of what's going on in your lives. Like the gentleman that bicycled across the country, he'll Absolutely. always remember... Those two idiots were squawking in my ear while I was cycling past the Rio Grandes. <laughs> I went to a blues festival in Chicago. Yeah? This is a tiny opinion. I mean, I love the blues. I'm a big fan of the blues. I love, uh, you know, Robert Cray. I have a lot, you know, all of his... uh, Yeah, his shit's great. All of his stuff. And uh, I I love the blues. Um, But it's an entire form of music uh, dedicated to one topic, infidelity. I mean, an entire... Not just one song. An entire genre of music is... Dedicated to cheating. Well, isn't that and sort of what country western is about? Uh, country western has that similar, yeah, that similar quality. Yeah. Um, I just think there's a lot of other ways you could be depressed. I don't understand why there aren't more songs about like uh, clinical depression mm-hmm. rather than just being getting out of jail and having your girl cheat on you. 
Well, I don't think it's hard to rhyme stuff with clinical. Mm, and it's depression. tough to do that. It's tough to do that. But what if well, stand-up no. comedy was just yeah. based on one I don't topic? Know if it's my lady, my dog, or the recession, but I got a bit of clinical depression. I'm not sure if it's just the blues or a clinical problem. You choose. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah not bad. you know I've been writing that song for about two and a half years. You've been putting so. that together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think it's funny. I, I don't think stand-up comedy would. Uh, well, maybe the '80s. You know, yeah. they based the entire genre on airplane food. No, that's not in true. The 80s. No, no, no. Stand-up has always been a more versatile, versatile, uh, more sorry, more of a vestibule art form <laughs> than uh, you know music. I think. <laughs> Time now for maskers. There it is. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for coming and intervening on I had the placebo to. problem that I, had I have. To. I had to. We're gonna this have is to so iron fun. it out. What a fun thing to sort of. I don't be know in if it should be. I don't. I sadly I, eat alone. I don't know if you should go cold turkey. I mean, maybe you should just ease off on the placebos because it seems like you're wait. Losing, hold on. I, you're losing energy. I can't already. eat turkey anymore either. Well, there's placebos in the turkey that, that makes you think it's it's real meat. Fair enough. Fair enough. Columbo. At Brian J. Colombo writes, uh-huh. Do you feel that Bruno Mars is this generation's L. DuBarge? I mean, maybe, <laughs> yeah, right? I just, I just once again wanted to say L. DuBarge. Yeah, it, it's a fun one to say. Yeah. That's a good little hint for all musicians. Um, but if that's Make the your case, name fun to say. Yeah, I mean, who is. Like Cash Levy. What is Bruno Mars's Who's Johnny? That's the question. Right. You know? Does 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 Bruno Mars have a Who's Johnny in his catalog? What do you think? I don't know. You know, I, 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 I don't think know it's a fair assessment. Music, really. I think, think it's so? a fair assessment. Fair yeah, assessment. yeah. yeah. Uh, TB Nugs at B Nuggets writes: Is Delaware the Dingleberry of the USA? No one knows we're here. A little bit. Yeah, See, but, I think that would know, make it more of a G spot. Well, yeah, the, exactly. It's the G spot of the you USA. You know when a dingleberry is there, and I don't love people using that in general. What you're saying? You kind of know the dingleberry's there. Yeah. Is someone yeah, moving the trailer? Do. Are we? Are did they yeah, yeah, hitch up the trailer? Yeah, hitching up, and we're moving, moving out. <laughs> All right. Let me see. Lusty Springfield. Yeah. The poker wife. Yeah. Pet ferret, fun or frightening? I think fun. I'm never frightened mm-hmm. by a ferret. I love nah, a nothing scary about a ferret. I like ferrets. Should we turn the air conditioning? Should on? we try it? Yeah, let's finish by. Let's see. Let's finish it. It's almost an audio experiment. Now. Let's finish it with crystal clear audio. <laughs> uh, Blake Feaser, we like Blake at Blake Feaser. He writes, uh, "Isn't it time we have a bumblebee obesity awareness month?" Yeah, you gonna make fun of the way I said awareness? No. Okay, I was just I saw you getting ready, and then you, you decided to pull back. I can't back. do it on everything. Not Otherwise, on everything. That would be the whole Not podcast. All, yeah, it would it, be. It would be called mispronounced. <laughs> Isn't it time we have a bumblebee obesity awareness month? It's hard to say that really. You know, all those words in succession. You know, bumblebee obesity awareness month. Um, I think the bumblebee obesity is is certainly a bigger epidemic than we realize because you, you have to figure in that half what they're wearing is black. Yeah, they, they, and, and that's slimming. That's slimming. Using, they're using the they're wearing slimming to sort of hide yeah, what's to hide going their, on. Sure. So I would say that yes, we should do that. I think that's right. Yeah, 
All right, Zombie Parmesan, Steve Taylor writes, what's the most worthless letter in the alphabet? Have you thought about that I don't take I don't take each letter quite as personally. Hmm. Um, I do know there's some extra strong letters. Mm-hmm. Um, They're all pretty useful, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I think X, well... Worthless letter. They're all pretty useful. All right, well, I think that's our answer. I'm not a big fan of D. Letter D. Really, why? I don't know. It doesn't make me feel happy. Yeah. Whereas, like, Z, Z makes me feel happy. Q's kind of a... I like Q. Really? You don't like it? I think Q's one of the special letters. Really? Yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. It's retarded. Uh, you got another one? I got another... I'm going to do one more. Lauren A. Silva at Edgar Allan Lowe, 88, writes, Do whales understand jazz? And I think... I they think, don't understand it, but they still like kind of talk about it like, you know, in a pretentious way. They, see, I think no one understands jazz except whales. Hmm. People act like they understand jazz, but it's so freeform, I think it just makes them feel... You know, feel good to highfalutin. Yeah. yeah, I don't think a lot of people understand jazz. Um, uh, I think if whales could talk, they'd say, scat dat doop. <laughs> if whales could talk, they'd say, skibbity dibbity scuba toop. <laughs> when I took a jazz class in college, and I, I know less about jazz than I did when I started. Yeah, I, I mean, I took a scat class, and well, they basically <laughs> just took a shit on me. Uh, at Wind Attack, Andy Windack, who is just an excellent chef and uh, does some private chef work for me, uh, and you guys should hire him as well. At Wind Attack, how many smartasses have already told you that lie is the opposite of acid? And I'd say A, that's a lie, and B, then you haven't put it in your eyes and had the best night at a Britney Spears concert you can have. Wait, when did he write that, though? Because I feel like we might have done this one. 2, 12, 13, maybe February? Mm, I think we might have talked about this one. I'm not sure. All right, well, if that's the case... No, but let's. this is a good experiment, because if we did talk about it, if you said it, right, then we could listen to your responses both times and see, because you were on the placebos back then pretty hardcore, and see if you've changed yeah. now that you're off them. And see how it's affected you. You're Which right. answer was funnier? Now, if you're funnier on the previous answer... Then I'm losing it. Then you really should get back on the placebos or the hardcore drugs. Right. Well, I've never really done hardcore drugs, but I love these placebos. And then we'll just start a music festival. We should have a cashing in music festival. I would love that. You know what my dream is, TJ Miller? What? I'd like us to be advertised in Sky Mall. I've almost, really? I, I almost feel like that would be better than having a, a billboard. I mean, Sky Mall. Wouldn't that be a thrill to open up Sky Mall and have our faces? I would love it. How can we do that? To be featured in Sky Mall. To be featured. That's something great. No, but can't our podcast itself just be advertised in Sky Mall? What do you think? I don't think so. I mean, we could try. You know, one of the things about it that would be great is, uh, you know, offer like hard disk copies of it that we sign or. I have a subscription to Sky Mall. You do? Yeah. Hmm. Mm hmm. How does that work? Can you only read it at certain altitudes? 
Yeah, well, yeah, you have to get up. I, I, you have to get up top, up tippy top, up above the seventh branch. Yeah. The swimsuit issue is really interesting. The Sky Mall swimsuit yeah, issue? Yeah, what, yeah. Now, what does that entail? <laughs> they just put all the merchandise in bathing suits. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need dog stairs? Well, here they are in a onesie. <laughs> uh, after the bowl, Adam Nicholas at After the Bowl writes, Explain a Satanist idea of heaven. Where does a bad Satanist go if they don't go to their idea of heaven? Uh, I mean, maybe a Satanist version of heaven would be hell. And so in that case, their version of hell would be heaven. So if they're I, I don't understand. I, I'm, I'm confused they, about Satanists in, in the first place. They just believe that Satan is who they should be worshipping. and I, That seems counterproductive, to worship Satan. It's confusing. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because here's my thing. Why would you want to worship a god that would fuck you over as soon as he has the chance? Like, that's his whole thing. Right? It's to totally screw people over. Here you are worshiping him. You come in, you give him a pinata. Next thing you know, you're eating Tootsie Rolls out of the pookie hatch. <laughs> what percentage of Satanists are just doing it sort of tongue-in-cheek? Not a lot, but I think a lot of Satanists are doing it because, you know, they, they're really lost in terms of what can identify them as an individual. Huh. Listen, buddy, I think you have to get back to the set. I do. Well, hopefully, maybe, you know, how long are you in town for? I'm going to stick around for a while. There's some things I need to, to, to so get done. Here's yeah. the deal. I uh, Maybe we'll have another, you know, from straight from the location podcast from the set of T4. Please, again, don't anybody tell anybody anything that you heard on the podcast. They can listen to it, but just please keep it all a secret. I could get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, tell your friends about the podcast itself, though. Yeah, tell your yeah. friends to give us a review on iTunes. Who and, here uh, hasn't? And Raise your hands of the 12 and a half. I don't care if you're in a room with low ceilings. <laughs> Raise them up high. But yeah, give us a review we're gonna try iTunes. to We're going to try really to get through us. this summer, but not, not with the full amount of episodes, it looks like, because of all this, this, this shooting. Hiatus, but then but, we're going to start doing more live shows. But we're going to do more live shows when we come back, and uh, we're going to keep trying to put them out as much as we can until the summer ends after that we're full all systems go all systems are go my wife cheated on me and left now leaving nerdist.com What? <laughs>